the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. to the usl show uh the week before the uh the, the championship playoff final tournament of death edition what was the new name never mind uh i'm your host as always uh, i'm Valella. i'm here with a bunch of my soccer friends and one of my new soccer friends which is always exciting uh usual suspects are here first of all it's the waviest man in the state which is my problem area the creamier irish coffee phil grooms phil how's it going Doing good. Uh, I heard I heard the jangly in your drink that we were just talking about. I'm sorry, man. I can't have it far away from me because I need to be able to drink it, and I don't (laughs) want it to be next to the mic. It's a struggle. You'll understand. I do. Uh, Also, here it's uh, it's the stat robot. He put together a database full of all of the players in League One in like 20 minutes. Maybe really upset last week. It's right (laughs) now. Hello, and I'll be doing the same for a championship with a few of our other uh, BGN friends but that'll be coming out towards or well after the uh, season wraps up yeah and i'll be i'll be more upset because it's more players <laughs> is how that usually works um also here it is the the other half of the stats department uh, everyone's favorite pony yeah i'm just happy this year the usl finals on sunday because that saturday i have a friend's birthday party slash baby shower to go to and i would have had to call and stick to that <laughs> <laughs> like it i knew it i was gonna say wouldn't you have punted for that anyway but you would have done uh also here so graciously giving us his time uh you might have heard him call some uh some monarchs games this year is landon southwick landon uh thanks for coming on how are you I'm doing wonderful guys. First oh, yeah. off, thanks for having me. I appreciate Anytime. you guys uh, letting a Monarchs guy jump onto the podcast. Well, <laughs> you know, um, it's been a season of, of, uh, you know, not anybody <laughs> but Monarchs maybe at, at times for you guys. I don't know uh, that locker room terribly well, but I know when teams get overlooked, they tend to take that very, uh, you know, in stride we'll say. Hey, the guys are feeling it because they uh, <laughs> no one wants to talk about them, which is wonderful for them. They love that. Sure, no sure, kidding. sure. Um, Pony, you have questions for our new soccer friend, so I will let you uh, handle those. Okay, well, yeah, I, I think I might somehow be the second most first in the Monarchs because I tend to watch them a lot because they've always been a good team. And I think that's the first thing that I want to get your perspective on is they've been a top four team in the West essentially for going on three straight years now, but this is the first year they've actually managed to make some sort of a playoff push. And I'm wondering what you think the big difference is, if it's either tactics or on the field play or certain players actually stepping up, that's let them go from a team that's always been good to a team that actually is playing in the championship for the first time. Well, if you, uh, yeah, great question. If you look at kind of, I think the big thing is if you look at the way the Monarchs have played their schedule, it has really been, the issue for them is they've started out the season pretty dang hot. They've been a side that is come out of the gates, you know, winning six, eight games right off the bats and dropping very few points. Then the problem became, okay, we could do that for three, four months. Once August came around, the team's wheels just fell off. So I think we always give them a lot more credit in saying, yeah, they're a top four team. And they came into the playoffs though, with multiple losses in the months leading up. Whereas this Monarch side, their six of their 10 losses came before June. They started out the season and no one thought they were going to be a top, they were going to be a playoff team. I think a lot of people were wondering, can they make the playoffs? And what truly happened is they figured out how to put the wheels back on as the season went. And then the car was running smooth by the time they hit the playoffs. And, you know, running into their playoffs, they played Reno, Orange County, Phoenix Rising, Austin Bulb, and Sacramento to close the season, and they went. They won four of those games and tied one. When you have a season like that to end, you're going to ride high into the playoffs, and I really think that was the huge difference for this Monarch side is in the, those two years leading up, it was a letdown in August, try to figure things out, adjust, and then kind of limp into the playoffs, where in 2017, 
Sacramento beat them on PKs and maybe a little bit of a, a fluke ending to that one. And then 2018, Reno beat them one nothing late, late in, what, the 92nd minute at home. So both those games may be a little fluke. But this year, the Monarchs were not going to let that happen. And, and it showed by the, the 6-2 victory over Orange County where they just came in and, and said, hey, this is not going to happen again at home. I like that. I talked yeah. to Devin Kerr about a little bit about the early part of the season too, um, as far as you know, all the coaching changes. Not with not only with the you know the Monarchs, but with the first side too. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, change. I don't even know a way to say it while being kind about it. It's been hectic at times with the organization, and and I think a lot of people are quick to say, uh, you know, like it's just garbage like right i mean we haven't won a title in in utah since 2009 so it's been 10 years now since our first team since real so lake really took care of business and this monarchs team came into existence in 2015 and really was not great to start out it was a lot of youthful players they weren't scoring goals i mean in comparison they scored 32 goals in 2015 whereas this year to end the regular season, it was 71. I mean, that's a difference. They figured out kind of the right dam- dynamic. And I think some of the credit has to go to the, the general manager, Dan Egner. He finally put together a squad that had some youth, some experience in some veteran players like Kalen Ryden, Michael Chang, Jack Blake, some guys that really could play and knew the professional game mixed in with the likes of David Ochoa mm-hmm. and Steve Hasso and Jordan Pena. Some of these guys that had gone through the, RSL Academy and had played watching whether it was watching Hamas and Alave as a professional player with Real Salt Lake or just watching, you know, or playing for Martin Vasquez or Freddie, uh, Freddie Juarez, the first team interim coach as well. They, I mean, they played for those guys as Academy players. Um, so there's really been growth in the way the, the, the lineup is set up for these guys, the roster. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a pretty impressive year. I mean, I'll even echo what you said earlier about the team just starting hot, everything cooling down. I think when we're doing our draft for teams preseason this year, I explicitly called that out when I picked the Monarchs in the third round, saying if they actually manage to stay hot in the end of the season, they're one of the top teams in the West. And they came through and have looked like one of the best teams as of late. I mean, going into the playoffs, I said the winner of whoever Orange County's Real Monarchs Phoenix wins the West. And I don't think it was even close. And that sure seemed to be the case, even though El Paso put up one heck of a fight. Yeah. Give, I mean, give El Paso credit. I don't think they get enough credit for what they've mm-hmm. done. Mark Lowry did a phenomenal job coaching that side. They brought in Sebastian Velasquez, who Monarchs fans know very well. And he did some incredible work for them. But they were a strong team with a good side, maybe a little unlucky, maybe a little hard done. I think every team says that about their team when they lose in a game like that, where, you know, you give up a late goal in extra time. And I think if it had gone to PKs, not that I'd want to root against the Monarchs in that sense, but uh, Logan Ketter, the keeper for El Paso, was had saved four of six PKs in the season and four of those six had come or those four had come on the road. So you, you have to bet with a guy like that in, in a PK shootout. So I think Mark Lowry was, you know, moments away from possibly advancing to this championship game. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one, one thing people really underestimated El Paso was their defense. I mean, it quietly was one of the very best teams out West in that kind of, I always made the remark. It seemed like, Lily ball to an extent because they didn't quite have all the pieces in there. I know the USL team and second team of the year came out and granted Kedrer wasn't on it. I saw some people saying, well, why isn't keeper X or keeper Y on it? And if Kedrer showed up as all second team USL keeper, I wouldn't have been upset really because he just gets underrated. And I think the El Paso could build on it and bring in some, a very defensive minded oriented players over the off season they're going to be much better than the 16 next year. Oh, totally. I, I think if they're able to return a lot of that roster, they're a great side. I mean, you got to think they had a couple players out with massive injuries. Um, Jerome, one of their center backs with mm-hmm. a season ending injury um, midway through. And he was partnering alongside Chiron, Chiron Toko, and he was a solid player and did well in the game. Maybe a, a little unlucky to provide 
essentially the assist to Kalen Ryden on his goal as he kind of glanced off his head right into the path of Kalen Ryden, who slammed it home. But uh, he he was a solid center back, and you know they the guy that uh, took Jerome's spot was Fox. And Fox was a left back, and I talked to Mark Lowry before the game, and and he just sung Fox's praise, just talking about how he had done a phenomenal job shifting from an outside back to a center back, and he really looked the part during the game. I actually have a, a decent question for you, uh, Landon. So, like we've mentioned in the past, like you just mentioned, uh, Kalen Ryan or uh, Mikhail Chang, Jack Blake, these are all players who have been in and around uh, USL or lower division soccer to uh, varying extents and uh, has played for a numerous number, uh, a number of different teams prior to their time in Real Monarchs. What would you say is the big reason why I mean, some of these players have flourished under the uh, Monarch system, whereas they may not have had similar success at their previous clubs? You know, I think one of the things that that is awesome with the Real Salt Lake organization, if you look at it, it starts all the way at the top. And I know we've talked about the coaching issues, but there is a first team. There's the usl team the monarchs there's an academy right below them and that all of that is housed in now what is um where the stadium is zions bank stadium Mm -hmm. that uh zions bank real academy is where they where they have it it's a 78 million dollar facility there's four grass fields outside a turf field which is the stadium zions bank stadium and two indoor full-size turf fields these guys have a have the opportunity to train with the likes of Kyle Beckerman or to, to, to train with some of the best defenders that, that RSL has to offer. And, and this year they have some phenomenal guys that have been around Nada Manuoha who had played in the premier league. I mean, he's a guy that was man city's captain at one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get Kalen Ryden playing alongside a guy like that who's played in the premier league. I mean, he's getting a chance to see some of the best the world has to offer. And I think, I just think, it was the right time for a few of these guys and the right system. Um, I think they really respect Thomas and Alave. Um, I think he was able to get the most out of some of these guys, especially these defensive players where they really have bought into the way he wants to coach and the, the style he's implementing with this side. And then guys like Jack Blake, I think his big thing is he has learned as well from those guys, but it's just his time. Um, he's a guy that, that, is working hard and really sees an opportunity. Maybe it's with the first team with Real Salt Lake or somewhere else in the MLS, but he sees maybe this is his chance to take a step up. Um, I'll jump in. Landon, we're, we're kindred spirits in that we've <laughs> seen uh, MLS two sides do well, and we've seen MLS two sides do not as well <laughs> yeah. um, for for a variety of reasons, but I but I think, or I'm going to say that I know um, that one of the reasons why RSL and, and Red Bull Two, obviously being the poster boys and and Bethlehem and, and etc., the the veteran guys, the veteran presences on those teams really seem to make the difference. You know, for as for as much as obviously training with Beckermans and and Bedoyas and things like that are are, are important as well. Um, is it almost more beneficial, especially in the playoffs, especially going into the final this week, uh, that Mikel Chang seems to be, um, I'm going to say, less than thrilled that he was left, left off of the USL team of the year after a 15-goal eight assist season? Like, is there is there a little bit more for those kids who maybe haven't been here before to grab onto or to see tangibly because of the veteran presences being maybe, um, you know, looked over by us and, and the league at large? Yeah, I mean, these guys, these guys, you know, as an MLS two side, I hate to say it, but I feel like they know they're going to get looked over by yeah. the league. Um, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and I, 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 it baffles me a little bit to think that the league doesn't prefer having some of these MLS two sides. And I know why they feel that way. Cause yes. you have some like Tacoma defiance, maybe who mm-hmm. field, uh, uh, an Academy side Smoke Park this <laughs> and year. comes out. Yeah. And, yeah. and they mm-hmm. get, they get smashed and that doesn't look good for the league. But no. at the same time, when you have a team like the New York red bulls or what, what are the monarchs right now? That should be such a blessing to the league Mm -hmm. that there's a stable owner that's putting money into a side to help grow talent, not only, not only younger talent, 
but current talent and letting some of these older players kind of finish out their career in a good situation. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think guys like Michael Chang, where he's, he's 28 right now, I yeah. mean, he's on the tail end of a professional career, but he has the training staff he needs, whether it's, you know, the, the, the people doing physical stuff with him or the nutritionist with yeah. the RSL organization. And I think he gets that chance to extra chance to flourish, but I also think he realizes no one notices what I'm doing. So I got to go out and play mm. my guts out to make a name for myself. I mean, he's a guy that scored what? Let me pull up my stat right here. He scored uh, 15 goals and yeah. eight assists on the yeah. season. That's 11th and 10th in the season in goals and assists respectively. And he's not on one of the first two teams. Yeah. Like that's, that's a guy that, you know, is one of the more dangerous players in the USL championship I, and no one cares. I love Santiago more. I do. Yep. I know him. He's, he's lovely. Maybe that's Mikel Chang. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Maybe if it's not an expansion team and they don't overperform, that's somebody else. Yeah. Uh, well, and you have, you have Nico Brett as well. That's right, up there. Right. Nico Brett scored 17 goals and, but I think had, I didn't double check his assists, but a lot fewer, assists. Uh, but it's 13 like, and 13 and five. Yeah. So, I mean, Michael right. Chang's is right there right. with him in that sense, right. 15 and eight. I mean, right. so I think they had some toss up calls, but I think the benefit goes to some of these independent sides and not the MLS two sides. But at the same time, I think that's one of the reasons why this Monarch side is sitting in the championship game because they have been overlooked every step of the way. Yes. It was yes. the first round. It was, Oh, orange County can beat them. They, you know, last year went far. They have a great side. They're very attacking minded. Okay. Everybody overlooked them, but it was a home game and they hadn't ever, the Monarchs had never won a home playoff game or never won a playoff game. So it was like, yeah, easy to overlook. Then they go down to Phoenix and everybody's like, Hey, it was a fluke. They won in Phoenix a couple weeks ago, but it was a fluke. They just sat in and won two, one. Well, look, they took that victory and they knew <laughs> what that meant. El Paso, everybody's like, Oh, it's the expansion side needs to come in. They're going to do work. Story. Everybody's thinking about it. You know, yeah. that train is still riding to the station. They're going to bring home a title on that train. Well, got derailed in Salt Lake. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of the storyline with these guys. Yes. They, everybody kind of overlooks at them, and and I think they love seeing the five thirty eight predictions that say they're you know thirty percent right. chance to win the final. Like, right, right. Great. It uh, it felt like the uh, surely not year for RSL. It did. Yeah. It Where did. It's, oh well, no, 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 no. Surely they can't be Phoenix. Yeah. All right, well, uh, uh, but they're not going to make the final. All right, well, now can they can they beat Louisville City? I don't know. I, <laughs> and can they beat them without one of their best players? Right, now it's right. kind of the, mm. the next part of the equation. Everybody's yeah. like, hey, can they can they do it without Douglas Martinez? Oh, they're surely screwed. He, right. you know, they can't score goals without Douglas Martinez. But everybody forgets Douglas Martinez wasn't with the team half the season. I mean, mm. I've got a statistic here in my notebook and it's not updated. So sure. forgive me for pulling this even out, but no, go for the it. last note I had was before the playoffs started, the Monarchs were 10, six and six when Douglas Martinez plays. So that's not as great. So I guess it would, should read now the Monarchs are 12. Hold on a uh, 13, six and six when Douglas Martinez plays, hmm. that's not a, it's not one of those stats like it's 15, one and one when he plays, right, you know, right. it's 13, six and six. I mean, that's nothing incredible. So the Monarchs have won games without him. So I don't, I don't know why this becomes even more crazy without him. Granted, he's a heck of a goal scorer and that's a presence right. to lose, but right. well, who's his, who's his backup? Who are we going to expect instead of him in this, in this case? You got to keep an eye on Kyle Coffey. Kyle Coffey scored the game winner against Phoenix in the regular season to end the regular season. And he's a guy that's come into this Monarch side. He's a University of Washington product, um, which is where our old general manager was from, um, Real Salt Lake's Craig Weibel, um, who played in MLS and was kind of a mainstay around the league. But uh, Kyle Coffey, young player, um, he's from Actually, the town I live in in Utah, he's a Utah boy, grew up playing for one of our local clubs. Uh, he's an underwhelming guy. You look at him and think, ah, uh, he's not going to score goals, but he has a knack for scoring goals and finding the back of the net. And I think he's one of those guys that may come into this game and not have the fanfare or the attention that Douglas Martinez has, but he can score goals. He scored six goals in 22 games. 
Um, and he's mostly come off the bench. Um, you know, he's only started seven of those 22 games. So keep an eye on him. And I, I'd imagine he'll be the one you'll see tonight or on sun, Sunday. Excuse me. If only it was tonight. Eh? Pony, yeah, you just, know, uh, right? <laughs> Pony, you just mentioned that they're six, four and two without Martinez. I think that's interesting. You have any thoughts that's, about that? If it is, if I calculated it correctly, I just tried six, to do it really four quick. And, six, four and two. Is that what you said? I think so. If I heard you right and did no, I, I think subtraction, I, I right. Have, I have thirteen. Do I or oh with I say that one more time six four and two without him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. Somewhere along the lines. I don't know if I saw this happening though. I I know there was a scuffle at the end of that game, and yeah, um, was, people told us to look at the 120th minute of the game when all of this went down. But boy, this is a big changing decision from the league coming or from the independent panel rather. Uh, yeah. So I I don't know if I expected that, but it sure is the right call. I think. You know, I expected it. I, I, I hate to say that. I, I know you guys are all going to be nodding your head like, oh, I can't believe he's saying that. But the truth is, I really did kind of expect it. Mm. Um, in the back of my mind, I hoped that the league would maybe overlook it as a, as a, as a guy <laughs> from Utah, as a guy that is rooting for that side now. Yeah. It, I mean, it's – but at the same time, he was getting baited into that situation. Mm. And you got to be smarter than that. And he was dumb. But, I mean, I don't put it past a young player like that to do something dumb. You have to realize in a late game like that, the other team has nothing to lose at that point. I mean, what does that suspension mean for any of those guys? Did they miss the opening game in 2020? Oh, well, you know, (laughs) you know, it's not like they're getting fined, at least not that I know of. But Douglas Martinez, he just cost his team their best player, essentially, in the championship game, which is massively a game changer for the team. Uh, in a lot of ways. So I think they can be fine without him. I will put the caveat there, but uh, that was a, a dumb decision and he got, he got caught doing it. And I think if you look at the video, you'll see his hand come up. I don't know that I would necessarily classify it as a punch, um, but he definitely was flailing his arms. And as we've seen with the USL championship, when your hands go up near people's faces, mm-hmm. that typically gets shown as violent conduct. <laughs> so I don't know that, uh, he was ever going to get away with something like that. We, uh, we know you're not necessarily a betting man. <laughs> Why not? Come on guys. I'll well, bet with you. I am fair what, enough. What are we laying down? I'm just kidding. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can, uh, I, I got plenty of scarves. Um, is it, is it cause I went to BYU Hawaii? You're saying I'm not a betting man. <laughs> um, in part, in yeah. part, um, I, I'm I mean, a good designated driver. Let's put there we go. Yeah. Good, good man. Lord knows we need one. Um, <laughs> But uh, affiliations aside, I suppose, what what's happening in this championship final? I think it's going to be a stinking battle. I don't think I mean, you you guys saw what Louisville City did <laughs> in their game. I mean, I was blown away as I'm sitting on the broadcast, refreshing my browser in front yes. of me, going, "Man, that game's over." You know, yeah. Indy Indy's Indy's hosting a championship, and then all of a sudden, I look down and I'm like, "What the." 94th minute how does that happen and then them for them to rattle off two more i mean that's right. that's crazy some grit and i know there's a lot of uh a lot of visual looking from this monarch side towards louisville city because one of the assistant coaches there um spent some time with the monarchs and as a coach mm-hmm. um i just i just blanked on his name um was it uh it was danny cruz huh? danny cruz yep yes. it, it left me for two seconds i mean i had a chance to interview danny right when he arrived to the team on a broadcast and now he's over there. And I know a lot of these guys are looking at him and would love a chance to beat him. So maybe there's a little bit of another storyline there between, (laughs) between the two guys, but they're a phenomenal side. And I would think this game is going to be a game that goes back and forth the whole time. Um, I can't imagine this is a blowout. I don't feel like it's going to be like the MLS MLS Cup that we just saw, three nothing victory. I, I or three one, excuse me. Yeah, Josie got think, his back. Calm down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I about <laughs> Meaningless goal, by the way. Mm. But uh, at that point, but yeah. uh, but at the same time, I don't, I, I don't see this being like a crazy high scoring. I just feel like you'll see a lot of back and forth. I don't think it'll go to PKs. Sure. Um, but would I be shocked at that? No. I think it's going to be one of those 2-1 victories. And I'm not even really sure which side to say gets the 2-1 victory. Thank you for your very I, political answer. Because I get I get the feeling that both sides could 
once someone levels that game at ones, yes. I think either side is very capable of scoring a game winner. Um, you've got solid goalies. You've got solid attacking players. I mean, really both sides are put together from top to bottom. Um, and I'm excited to see, I, I need to be doing some more watching tonight of Louisville. <laughs> that's, that's, that's on my list tonight to watch the rest of that game. Um, mm-hmm. since I haven't had a full chance, but I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what Rasmussen can bring to the game. I mean, 16 goals, three assists on the season. I'm interested to see how that plays out. And I know a couple of you guys could speak to their style a little bit more than I can, but they've been an impressive team, especially in this playoff run. And you can never count out a team going for a three-peat, yes. right? Yeah. They're defending champions and they hold that title. So you can't take that away from them. Phil, I, I did love uh, when you had Tyler Terrans on uh, and he said, you know, Louisville is the most patient team in the league and they'll just wait and they don't mind waiting. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what they do. And it's, it's terrifying. And I'm sure as a fan of that team, um, specifically, if you are one, like if that's your, if that's your hometown club, it's got to be infuriating at times. Yeah, I think it was because top to like top down, you are probably one of the better sides in the league. But mm-hmm. like you play a very cerebral almost approach where as long as we beat you, you know, we don't care when it is. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think it's now McCabe twice now has posted, yeah. you know, this is a team that just doesn't know when they're dead. And, right. you know, <laughs> it, it's it's unbelievable what they're able to pull off. But you think about just like I think Devin Kerr said something like 18 returning players from last year. And a lot of them yes. are veterans yeah. grizzled in a lot of cases um, that are getting healthy at the right time and figuring out tactics at the right time. If you listen to, um, you know, that last episode, it's just mm-hmm. it, it's just really cool to hear that stuff broken down. But some of it is like you just don't know what it is that Louisville has, but they got it and they keep figuring figuring out other teams usually in the second half at the end of at the at the near death situation it's yeah. crazy that's one of those things though you have to give credit to a coach i mean you, yeah. you have a solid coach and he's a guy that breaks things down i think because if you're seeing it in the second half obviously he's done his homework for 45 minutes sitting on that bench and coaches that can make tactical adjustments will always win championships. And you can, you can put that in any book you want coaches that can figure those things out will always find a way. And when you have guys that are bought into it, especially having returning players, they're never going to give up playing for a coach like that. Because even if they go into the locker room down one, nothing, Mm. they know their coach is going to bring some adjustments to make sure they have a chance to win yep. that game in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is like, I, I just said, someone needs to put three on them in the first half. And that's part of the problem. Is, Would it matter? Well, and maybe not, maybe not, but I guess like th- with Pittsburgh, I've not, I'm not sure I've seen anyone play a better first half against Louisville than Pittsburgh mm. did in the quarterfinals, I think is what it was. And yep. And even then, all they got was one goal on Louisville, and it looked like they should have had more almost. But Louisville does, not only do they figure you out, but they do defend just well enough to keep it close at the half, and then they break you down and figure you out or outdo you in the end. It's just, it's crazy. They're such a hard team to really get the best of. But, you know, I would say that would be my key to that game is is uh, the Monarchs need to put like one or two or, or even three in the first half, and that would be the best the best case scenario for someone beating Louisville, in my opinion. And the Monarchs are capable of it, but I don't think that's what you'll see. I mean, especially mm. without Douglas Martinez, I just mm. I, the way the Monarchs have played in these in these eight or so ish games since that Reno game la- later in the season, they've played with that three center backs. If you want to call it a three back system or a five back system, however you want to break it down, I know everybody's going to say it differently, but they are essentially playing with three very strong, capable center backs in Ryden, Plua, and Holtz. And then have two outside backs or wing backs that are bursting up the seams up on the, on the flanks, but they're not necessarily giving up a whole ton of real estate in the defensive third, because they're always with that five or essentially always defending with four, even if one gets caught up. So defensively, I think they pride themselves on having a little bit more control to shut teams down. I mean, think about Phoenix, two games where Phoenix only scored two goals. I mean, they were a team that was scoring goals in the bunches in the regular season, and they only scored two goals in those two games against the Monarchs. It's because of that defensive front that the Monarchs had. I mean, it wasn't necessarily huge saves by David Ochoa, not that he 
doesn't deserve some credit in those. But at the same time, those guys were shutting out a lot of the attack. Yeah, and I like how they can kind of hold them off. Those three guys can hold people off. They've got some speed, and you said they're big and strong, but uh, they're able to hold people off until guys get back. It's impressive what they were able to do. Interestingly, Indy has a similar back system, so you know I guess Louisville could have a little bit of experience kind of figuring that out. But um, you know, Monarchs have been really impressive in the back, and I wasn't expecting that. You know, Plua was a St. Louis guy who I thought was amazing, uh, but under Precky, it just wasn't organized enough. And, um, you know, obviously with the Monarchs, he's been doing great. So, yeah, he stepped up and he's one to keep an eye on. He's got some he's got the size a lot of MLS squads look at Mm -hmm. someone that's, you know, very capable of being at that next level. His his decision making, I think, at times has maybe been his Achilles heel. Yes. Um, But as we've gotten through these later in these games, he's looked a little bit more impressive each time. And I think Saturday was the best example for him. I think he played a solid game um, against El Paso. I think even with um, some of the players they had running around on the pitch, he was he dealt with it pretty well. He's gotten some reps. He does have some solid defensive mids in front of him. I will admit that too. Mm-hmm. Justin Portillo and Luke Mulholland no, no, n- nothing to, to bat your eye at. Yeah. Landon, we'll, uh, we'll let you go. Uh, I'm sure we could talk online, which would be part of the problem. Um, but before, uh, before we do, um, we're still rogue enough that we can, we can get away with doing this. But if you have any, uh, I don't know, final pod shots towards the team of the year awards, Ooh. feel free. Ooh. <laughs> well, I'll just say, I'll, I'll just throw this out there. I mean, it is pretty nuts to me that Louisville has three players yeah. on the two teams and the Monarchs don't have a single one. Sure. Um, you got two teams playing in the championship game. And I can imagine these weren't figured out, obviously, today. But I can imagine in the last couple of days there was some adjusting going on in those. So you would have, you would think maybe you would have a chance to put someone on there. But at the same time, I, I asked some Monarchs fans what they thought. And yeah. some of the answers that I got back were fascinating. I mean, I got multiple answers that yeah. that were, you know, good. Let them count us out, you know. And sure. let me find yeah. a couple of the other ones. You know, I, I say we win the title, then this is a mute point. Much rather right, have a league right. championship than be on all league team. You know, yeah. I got that multiple times from people. And so it was like, that really is the way this side feels. And it would be poetic justice if the Monarchs <laughs> were able to come in and, and get a victory, uh, win a title and say, hey, guess what? <laughs> League, doesn't matter what you right, think right. about our squad. Individual accolades are nothing yeah. if, if you don't have it. this. Right. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I don't know if you guys know this or, or know much about the RSL organization, but for the longest time, the mantra here with the club was the team is the star. Mm. Under Jason Christ, when we won in 2009, that was the that was the statement that the team used. The team is the star. And yeah, we had some star players, Javier Morales, Kyle Beckerman, Nick Armando. Those were yeah. good guys. But at the same time, they weren't the David Beckhams. They weren't right. the Landon Donovans, you know, right. and that's who we beat in that game. Mm. Um, so I think this side kind of embodies that. And I think it's not that is given credit to Hummus and Olave because he was with that side mm-hmm. and around those times. Mm-hmm. So um, it may just be poetic that the Monarchs win a title 10 years after Real Salt Lake and kind of put their name in the folklore of those MLS two sides ruining USL's love for the independent sides. Right that's, that's as far as I can go on that one. Fair so, enough. Hey, I, appreciate, I, I appreciate the honesty. No, um, Here, if you, if you'd like to plug anything, now's your chance. Well, if you want to know more about the Monarchs, you can always jump on and listen to the Center Circle podcast. We host a, a podcast here. We have one producer producer that works for the club named Ryan Hale. He takes care of us. I, I host with David Horst, who's a former MLS um, player, played for the Houston Dynamo and Real Salt Lake, also played in the USL Championship um, back in the day. Um, so he's a solid guy. Um, and I'll leave you guys with one final stat. And, and Pony, you're going to hang me out to drive for this one. Cause I'm sure it's not all the way. Right. Um, it actually might even be one of your old stats, hey. but I think I'm not mistaken to say the Monarchs are 16, one and five when they don't give up multiple goals. Um, that that sounds like something that might be mine, but I need to look at that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Little do you know, I took a lot of stats from you for broadcast. Oh, years. Man. Your 
your goodness. If you could see me babbling right now, I, I, I give you a lot of credit on some of these, but those, I love some of those statistics. So watch out for that. If the Monarchs can keep this game without Louisville scoring more than a goal, I think. Yeah, they've got I, that looks, it looks great. Shot, I see only so. one, only one zero one loss this season. So well done. Well done. There you go. I'm stealing your stuff. Man, I'm on your <laughs> podcast and stealing your stuff. I don't want to <laughs> keep doing your thing. Won't be the first nor the last time. <laughs> and all I have to say to you guys is keep doing keep doing what you guys are doing. I appreciate uh, all that you guys do. I've, I've often listened to the show. I have it as a oh. subscription in my podcast. So I appreciate your guys' effort to uh, make sure this league continues to have the credibility. These players continue to have an opportunity to be talked about. And uh, us fans get a chance to learn more about what's going on in the league. Charmed. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to email Apple and figure out if you're actually subscribed or not, which hey, I don't I'm think there. is a real thing. But I'll I'm doing it. it. I'll screenshot <laughs> it. I'll screenshot it. What a guy. Get out of here. Love I'll it. screenshot it. And, and hopefully on my way out to the championship, if I get on the yeah, plane, we're still figuring that out. You're making me blush. Leave. If I get out there, I'll, I'll make sure to listen to this last week's with uh, with Devin. That's that was <laughs> yeah. who's on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love listening to Devin. We had him he on our a podcast this last week, and we have uh, Mike on tomorrow with us. So it'll be Beauty. interesting. Anyway, take care, guys. I appreciate it. Enjoy the championship. Hopefully, we'll uh, get to talk here in the offseason. Thanks, Landon. Well, nice to see that uh, that USL trophy covered in chlorine and blue for once, maybe. But let's make it happen. <laughs> Just see I know. It out Sorry. West. Yeah, let's see that West for once. Yeah, maybe. It's 2014, right? Ish. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, uh, gentlemen. Uh, there was a lot of segues there, which I'm a little bit upset about because I had one that I wanted, and now there's multiple. But I will just say. <laughs> My hot take about the team of the year is that Forrest Lasso shouldn't be anywhere close to it. Mm, yeah. Good Four, Lord. 14 you appearances. Play 12, you cannot play, yeah, under 15 times. As good as you are, as good as you're expected to be, as good as you have been, you don't get to do that and make the team of the year. And I'm mad at everyone that voted for him, and I'm sure I know half of you. <laughs> just the equivalent of Jack McVean of Los Dos a few yeah. years ago when he played like half the season, racked up like oh, 14 yeah. goals, was second in the uh, when boot tally, then spent the rest of the year over in England playing for another team. Yeah, but that was at least understandable. I mean, the runner for Golden Boot playing only half the season right. is something as opposed to Lasso coming down and, I mean, being good, but. It's not. I was more surprised at uh, a point that Lasso was actually capping it, was actually had the captain's armband for Nashville. And I just couldn't think of any other instance that a player on loan to the side who comes in halfway through the year was named captain at the club. Mm. Yeah, that I, is crazy. Well, I mean, they didn't have like a really seasoned, not forward player. Pickens? Pickens. Um, yeah, yeah, but like there's not a whole lot of teams in, in this country even that make their keeper their captain. Yeah. Colorado with Tim Howard. Yeah, like Howard, Ramondo. Um But what about Tribbett? I mean, I to me that's like right. the go-to I yeah. would expect, you know. Um I yeah, I don't know. Does anyone else have like um weird gripes with this list? I don't know if I would put Jimenez on there over Ioze or mm-hmm. um, uh, who's the left wing back for Tampa Bay Rowdies. Those those two are my favorites in the league. I love them. And I thought Jimenez was a little weak in this in the playoffs, to be honest. He gave the ball a lot, gave the ball away mm-hmm. a lot, in my opinion. But he also had some big moments, so maybe I'm not getting that right. But uh, I was not pleased or super excited about that. Stroud, I thought, had great stats, and he's really good for his team. Mm. But I would still put – I mean, he plays on the wing a lot, I think. And um, I would still put someone like Chang or um, yeah. Nico Brett or a lot of other attacking uh, wingers in there over Stroud, although he's a great player. It's just – these things, you just can't get them right. I guess that's what I'm just going to say. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, at a- the first and second teams, all but one of those uh, 22 players listed that were on a, a playoff side with uh, DaCosta of Tulsa being the only one who didn't make the playoffs but was still named to a first or second team all league. So I actually had him on my all first team. 
Who's that? Sorry. DaCosta. Nick Fury for Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I put him in mind too, um, which actually we are going to post that. I'm going to post it in the next couple of days. I'm going to, as, as long as I can get 15 to 30 minutes free, I'm going to get that posted. Our Patreon <laughs> so members I think there's at least one person on this podcast who still hasn't filled out theirs. Mm, I don't know what you're talking oh. about. <laughs> Ryan got his in then. That's what that means. <laughs> I said at uh, least one. Oh, okay. At least one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a revisionist history going on. Yeah. Now that I can see what happened. Um, yeah. Like, Phil, you're right. This is one of those things where it's like, okay, no one's ever going to be happy with these, mm. you know, on a person by person basis. Yeah. And and it, <laughs> apparently, the the best thing that it did was give monarchs a little bit of locker room material to say, well, we're we're still here, we're still playing. Yeah. All the other guys on this list are at home, except for uh, except for what is that two, except for two. Yeah. Of them. yeah. Yep. So um, it'll be interesting to see who are up for the awards. Yes. That'll be a fun one. That's going to be Wednesday preceding the final. Um, and that'll, yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. Hopefully we don't have some weird, uh, what does, what, <laughs> okay. Uh, Dear League Office in Tampa Bay, sorry. Um if we could not have to talk about what golden glove award means for 30 minutes, that would be awesome. <laughs> we covered that last year when I didn't realize that it's mathematical. So <laughs> yes. it is mathematical. So if, if we could either just realize or, or tell everyone now that a lot of the golden, the golden glove award at least is mathematical. The golden boot is just kind of okay. Sort by goals. Great. Done. Technically mathematical. Technically mathematical, but a little bit less in there. Anyway, um, gentlemen, uh, Louisville City are very good at soccer. Mm. And we spent the first uh, half hour or so talking about the team out west, which is needed. I think everyone by now knows Louisville City, you're reigning and defending and reigning and defending USL champions two times over. They're looking to put the third star at the top of their crest, which will look very uh, aesthetically pleasing. Uh, They... (laughs) A, a bit of a scare, I think, to a lot of people, but maybe to John Hackworth and, and his boys, that's exactly where they want teams now. I don't know. Um, but what a final out East. Yeah, I still don't know how you decide to mark the keeper into the box <laughs> yeah. instead of marking Opino at the top of the box. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I know Antoine Opino is not like, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have said, yeah, that's the guy that's going to do it um, because I, I, well, I didn't. Um, but, you know, he's not a 21-year-old kid. He's been around. I mean, back in Reno, he was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was very and, good. And um, much to the chagrin of Indy 11, he's he's still good. That was yeah, quite the good. hit. I said that goal seemed to end the game right there. I think it still happened. You knew Louisville was going to win. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. They could just, yeah. it seemed like Indy was just resigned to their fate at that point. Just terrifying. Which sucks because same, same for Pittsburgh. I just felt for their fans because in a lot of ways they did play better for a longer portion of the game, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's Louisville. You got to put more than one on them, you know? And even if you put two on them, it's still scary. You know, it's just, well, but it's just, it's fascinating to me that like, Especially in the case of the indie game, it's like, okay, I mean, it's late and it's time. That's fine. Like, there's still a half hour to play. You've you played good stretches of the, of the mat. Like, it's so crazy to me that, like, sure, there's momentum when Louisville scores. Like, that's any any soccer game. If, you, if the one team puts up two goals and the team gets one back, there's immediately that kind of, mm-hmm. all right, there might be something here. It's crazy to me that Louisville scores at all in the playoffs, especially. And everyone's like, all right, well, that's it. You know, like <laughs> Bane broke Batman's back and, and that's sorted and we're done. Google so I don't just, know. Google it, just yeah. what they're doing in the playoffs. Simple as that. Yep. And I just, I don't, I'm so glad in a way that no one else has figured out what John Hackworth is, is telling that team or is feeding them or I don't know. 
putting into their Gatorade, what have you, or what kind of powder mix he uses. Because if, if, if everybody figured it out, then there wouldn't be any like mystery to this anymore. Like it wouldn't be fun. It's like when someone tells you that, Oh, I, I shouldn't, we have kids that probably listen to this. Um, it, it's uh, it's like when someone shows you how a magic trick is done. There we go. It loses that appeal. And I think part of the appeal of Louisville right now, not only is, is a three peat, you know, unprecedented, but it's, it's how do they keep winning yeah. like this? It is. You know? it, it's a huge mystery. And it's like, everyone is looking at each other. Like, how do they keep doing it? Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. I think there's, that is totally a thing. So yeah, I guess we won't have Hackworth on to give away all of his secrets. That's that's what we'll all do for you. Yeah, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> mm. Does he get another tattoo? Does he have to get the star? Oh yeah. Does he get another star? But I hope they're not having to be evenly spaced. Is he going to have to have two removed oh. in order to have three? <laughs> oh no. He's got he, the five beat. Right. What about the five beat? Instead of like they could have instead of doing it sideways, they would just do it vertically. Yeah, he would have to try to yeah the triangle of three stars. That's what he would try to yeah. get away with. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. Yikes! <laughs> but like in terms of unprecedented, if you look upwards to MLS, the closest a team has ever gotten to doing three peats has occurred twice when DC United mm-hmm. and LA Galaxy both had three uh, titles in four years. Yeah, that league was not as big as this one. That's kind of true. That's funny. It's a yeah. good point. There's something yeah. to that, I think. It is. Uh, they're in rare air, and and it's a little. Well, no, Evan, I, you you know why it's not being talked about as much as it is. Uh, but it's still a little strange to me that there's a American professional sports team that is going for their third title in three years, and it hasn't made as much noise as it as it uh, <laughs> as it should do, or at least as as we biased think it should do. So, uh, yeah, all I the mean, best for for both teams. I'm sure this is going to be a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, I, I know, but does come down the PKs. <laughs> just because I'm a masochist and want to see everybody suffer. Um, but, you know, we'll get there. Do you think before we move on, we can yeah. m- mention the Queensboro news? I think that's pretty huge. We certainly can mention the Queensboro news. Guay, David Villa and company um, have a team coming into Queensboro, New York, in 2021, joining the championship. Uh, that's kind of all we got for now. Um 7,500 nice. um, modular stadium next to the Mets city field. So, okay. I love it. That's the only other thing that I think is of note that I saw. Yeah. Ryan looks like I know Ryan something. has a, has a power fantasy about turning New York into, into an English town. So I'll let you <laughs> indulge in that. Before I at least get that, there's a little bit of other things worth a note from that article talking about how Oakland East Bay is still planning on coming in in 2021. That had that was mentioned in the article. I hope it works. And, yeah, I hope so as well. It's just that <laughs> it's the just, Oakland just team in that area will be 2021. It's likely that I'm going to guess that, especially with the David Villa connection, that this will turn into NYCFC's affiliate, Probably. not B team, just like an affiliate deal. And... And just more on that power fantasy, I tweeted out earlier that I think that not only this is a great move, but honestly, every single team, borough in New York could support a team if they wanted to. And then some, I think a few of these boroughs could probably support. To have been a longer proponent that we need to get a modular stadium built in Manhattan or tear down the modern museum of art for a soccer stadium. Oh, oh no, oh. no. Dude, what the Ryan, hell? No. What are you doing? Ryan, you're canceled. Get off. <laughs> Bye. Ryan, thank yeah, you so much for coming. We'll see you in the off season. <laughs> Goodbye. You can't just shut down MoMA, you heretic. What is wrong with you? It's, it's for the greater good of building a soccer stadium or else we could put it on top of Madison Square Garden. Yeah, sure. I would have at least like respected if you were just like because modern art's garbage and no one knows what it means because that's <laughs> like a proper debate. But no, 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 just trying to build a soccer stadium, guys. <laughs> but no, seriously, I feel like it'd be a very cool thing to see New York. I mean, even if you look at it currently, right now, you have New York Red Bulls and NYCFC up in MLS. You'll get well, uh, this uh, in the championship. You'll have Brooklyn. We will have New York Cosmos, possibly in Brooklyn. And Nisa, there's a good amount of teams already in the area. And Nisa's trying to get a second New Jersey side. Mm-hmm. You get Red Bulls, too. 
Well, uh, a slight correction. I just have to do this every time they're mentioned. New York Red Bull actually play in uh, Harrison, New Jersey. <laughs> I still mentioned uh, New York Red Bulls too and a second New Jersey team, but a lot of them at least consider themselves a part of that New York, New Jersey metro area. The second New, New Jersey team, just Red Bull? All right, I'm done. I, I liked was, it. I got my two in. Thank you. Um, yeah, anytime, bud. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pony, do you have anything else to add other than I, you're really excited to see David Villa suit up for USL championship in 2021? I got lost when you guys are talking about all the places in New York. The furthest I've been East in like the last 20 years has been Phoenix. So <laughs> that's not why I don't travel much. <sighs> we should change that. You know, Steve Bernasconi. <laughs> isn't doing anything yeah right uh i'm gonna pay him to get a van and just to take you places that'd be great i think we need that to happen i think it'd be pretty awesome pony can give us soccer tour two point steven pony yeah the stats of the edition (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. how many miles did we drive i'll just ask (laughs) just ask Uh, pony Oh boy. I can tell your mouth um, your gallon. Oh yeah, but you'll do it like by hand. Yeah. No, he's got an it's old really tax old. machine. It's a really old, old hatchback. I was uh, like, who doesn't own an abacus? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Love that. I keep track of my mom's gallon, but I have I, an app for I, although I will say my uncle still has a notebook that he does everything by hand with that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh Boys, it is in fact that time of year where we are down to one match left in the United Soccer League Championship. Oh, actually, sorry, just because I can't stop uh, having a crack at, at what the title should be called now. What is this game called, and what is this title now? Oh yeah, USL. they s- USL Championship Final. That's what Ryan just said. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, you're cool. Uh, what just should USL it be? Championship Squared. <laughs> I, like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and the trophy's not traveling like it is with the MLS. You get to keep it after uh, this season. Another one will be uh, created. Really? Although I will say with the uh, MLS trophy, they have an official one, and then the replica gets sent out to the uh, yeah. team. So same one that Seattle was taking through the streets of their city, attempting to drop off a bus was that same trophy that was found in a, a certain club in Atlanta last year. <laughs> That's right. I'm um, still pushing for us to have at that Baltimore coaches, United coaches yes. thing. I want that yeah, cup do, to do, come to Baltimore so I can do something to it. Anything drink out of, Oh, literally just, you want to like poke it or yeah. just look at it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the uh, Premier League trophy and the uh, FA Cup trophy when I was in Manchester for the uh, Manchester Football Museum. That's cool. I saw the Gold Cup since we're name dropping. Um, <laughs> and and the, EM, um, the uh, EMLS title, too, because everyone cares about that. Congratulations, Nashville, on your most re- recent acquisition. Uh, hey, their first cup. Yeah, that's fair. Um I, I suggest that if if Louisville win their third consecutive USL championship championship, they in fact make a USL championship championship. They have enough medal um, by melting down the three USL championship championships that they won and making one uh, USL <laughs> title belt. So we just call it the Louisville City Memorial Championship Cup from now on. Um, we should call it the Louisville Invitational. Louisville Open Challenge. They play anybody in U.S. soccer. Uh, and the catch is the lower the division, the, the the higher the handicap. Oh, I like that. So, yeah. Be fun. Uh, sure. Go ahead and play uh, Philadelphia Lone Star, newest joinees of USL League 2. But you're three down before kickoff. It won't be an issue. Yeah, I know, but we they, actually, not, do that, you know? they actually do that in, uh, I think it's one of the Scandinavian nations that the further down you are in the uh, pyramid, that's how much of a goal advantage you start in their I kind of it. FA Cup. I in that. fact, that's I think crazy. they can either do that or they can use uh, penalties to decide, like at the start of the game, okay, you take like three penalties for a handicap. If you make all three, you're up 3 out. Oh, interesting. That's crazy. Uh 
Predictions, uh, Phil, go. Uh, oh, I think I'll say 2-1 Louisville uh, because I'm smarter than everyone else here, and I picked Louisville for my team to win at the beginning of the season because we are mm-hmm. all so smart. I you were just saying tonight, and I was like, I don't know how unpopular it's going to be. <laughs> no, at the beginning yes, of the I season. I was upset because I had Indy as my other team. I could have <laughs> had both teams in the finals if Indy didn't blow it. Yeah. That would have been wild. Uh, Pony, they they did. So it's Louisville and, and, and Real Monarchs. But you got who, Monarchs, who right, Pony? So you almost could have oh, won. Um, let's go... Uh, let's go... 1-0 as the Louisville's absurd luck decides to run out. Oh, oh. wow. Oh. Shuts them out. I love it. Uh, Ryan, do it. <laughs> Since 2011, the home team has yet to lose a USL final, and I think that trend continues. Louisville 2-1. Hmm. You got at least a unique score. Monarchs get the opening goal, and that one in Louisville storms back. There you go. It's still not a unique score, but no, I, I not put at down, all. <laughs> put down two one in the BDN poll that uh, Carson sent out, and I can't change that one now. I did the same. I didn't fill it out, so I get to say whatever I want. And so I'll say two to one. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> two to one monarchs. Yeah, right. No. Um, here's here's what I'll say. I I think it'll be three to two. And I think Louisville will come back from 2-0 down. They won't. So this will be really funny when people get to drag me on the internet for it next week. But uh, but what I will say is I think it will be uh, Louisville 3-2 in extra time. Not only, will they, not only will they come from behind down two goals, they'll do it in 90. I see. If it's worth anything... Yeah. We have Monarchs have actually won more playoff games this year than Louisville has. Louisville's only won one game in regulation. All, so oh, you're all doing time. that again? I don't want to do that. It's funny. Uh, oh. I, say, I think I did see they were the first team to win two games in extra time in the modern USL. And I was going to say to Ryan that this is the weird this is the weird year where, mm-hmm. you know, everyone was saying Indy or yeah, Indy was going to lose to Nashville because of the home away split. So mm-hmm. you never know. Well, I think they were partly saying that because of the baseball field. No, I think mostly because Indy sucks mm-hmm. away from home. They've been well, terrible they all year, but they pulled yeah. that one off. So, Well, if only they were away in the conference final. <laughs> um, hi, Brian. Uh, yeah, no, so this will be really interesting. I'm actually really, really looking forward to this game. Um, for I mean, there's a lot of storylines that you that you can you can make from it, which is always nice for us. But I think it, it's nice for other people too. And and the, the potential to see a team three peat uh, is always interesting. I guess we'll just have to call them the Louisville Bulls next year if they win, and start referring to John Hackworth's formation as the triangle offense. I no? get it. I get it. Okay. All right. I'm glad that you clearly said I get it with all of the subtext of and I really didn't like it. <laughs> so that was I appreciate well, the reference I don't think it can also have gone for. <laughs> no? That's the only Are kind my... of reference Evan has though. It's Please only... don't tell me my nineteen nineties Chicago <laughs> Bulls references are too the, the blank look on Ryan's face right now is no. stunning. <laughs> Ryan, you're not that young. I know about the Chicago Bulls from the 1990s. Thank you. You weren't alive for any of it, but you know about them. Wait, was this triangle offense on NBA Jam? If it wasn't, then no. Well, I mean, when you're playing with three people, there is only a triangle <laughs> offense, right? I mean, what else? What else do you have? So NBA Jam couldn't pull. They could pull off the line. Oh wait, no, Jam used to be two on two. Yeah, Shit, it was two I'm on so two. Sorry, I'm very bad. See, I can't even get my own obscure references right. All I know is that you're able to play as uh, as. As uh, Bill and, and right, Bill and uh, Hillary. Hillary Rodham Clinton, yeah, yeah, and Scorpion and Sub Zero. Who else? Was anyway, that? we've reached the point in the podcast where I stop talking and tell everyone to, that, that uh, I appreciate them listening, especially now that we're at the end of the season. So, not only am I going to appreciate everyone for listening, I'd like to very much appreciate uh, Ryan and Pony for putting up with me for another year and putting together all those stats that you heard uh, to the point where people that do broadcast for this league are stealing them. We knew that. It's fine. Um, but that's always funny. I, I think when people intern at the USL League office or when they start there, they get an info packet about the league and they get an info packet about Pony. Hmm. Uh, one of them is a lot thicker than the other one because it has more stats. <laughs> um, 
But no, I do appreciate those people. I appreciate everyone that we had on this season. Uh, Landon being the most recent one. Tyler Terrence was here. Mike Watts was here. Devin Kerr was here. Uh, essentially, I guess we just tried to go with if they call a game, we're going to make sure to have them on so we <laughs> sound good uh, year. Um, but I uh, very much like to thank uh, my dear friend, Phil Grooms, for uh, putting up with us and and having a baby and still doing this and and probably upsetting his wife more than than uh logically sound to do or something and yeah uh editing all these and throwing them together so i I appreciate all of you um i appreciate the league for once again not sending us a cease and desist letter or if they did it got lost in the mail (laughs) thank goodness which is why i'm gonna move again next year guys (laughs) sucks to suck uh thanks for all the teams and things for interacting with us on twitter or whatever i know you're listening thanks for the coaches burner accounts for liking us or muting us on twitter um and and thanks for uh for forrest lasso for not finding me in my home after calling him a very large dog So other than that, we'll get out of here and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys in the off season for sure. Stay tuned, but uh, we'll, we'll take a little bit of a break and then we'll come back to it. Uh, so congratulations in advance to insert team name here. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Out.